0: Log Talk Radio.
1: From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, the end of the week program where we talk to the hot new upcoming bands you want to hear. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heppernan, broadcasting every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on the Blog Talk Radio Network, the Cyber Station USA Network, and our radio affiliates around the country. Jazz blues singer and horn player, Aubrey Logan, joins us at 205 Eastern today, and maybe she'll bring her slide trombone. Boy, that would be fun. Seriously, this is one very talented and actually multi-talented girl. And at 2.30 p.m., we're going to revisit an interview with singer, songwriter, and keyboardist Alex Nestor. Now, I saw Alex last night at the Basement Club in Santa Monica. And let me tell you, she knows how to blow the roof off of a venue, even when she's in the basement. I am still vibrating. She's going to join us live next month. But in honor of her tour, and because of her tour she can't be on today, I'm going to play the interview we did with her earlier this year. So remember, this is your show. These bands are here to talk with you. So you can call us, 347 215 That's 347-215-7511. Or you can email us. You can email your questions and your comments to Music Friday Live. don't forget the live, at gmail.com. Or log into the chat room. I think the chat room is going to be up in a minute. I'll, uh, my producer is waving his hands and saying, no, not yet. It's still working on it. Okay, we'll get there. Um, and uh, don't forget, we are at Music Friday Live on Twitter. So call in, email in. The interview with Alex Nestor is pre-recorded, so don't call in for her. Uh, we have a caller on the line right now. Hi, caller. Who's this?
2: Hi, this is Dominic at Rock the Vote.
1: Dominic at Rock the Vote. Wow. Um, Calling in from New York or Washington?
2: Washington, D.C., our nation's capital.
1: Okay. Well, Dominic, what's happening at Rock the Vote? I understand you've got some great new programs out, particularly since there's an election coming up.
2: Uh, There is an election. We have 11 days left, so we are in the home stretch. Um, We have been hard at work this year trying to, as we always do, engage young people in the political process, Uh, Our latest effort is a hit new music video with Lil Jon that you and your listeners may have seen. Uh, We remade his um, critically acclaimed song, Turn Down for What, into an election year Get Out the Vote anthem titled Turn Out for What. Um, We're Lil Jon and a host of celebrities like Darren Criss, Lena Dunham, and others. Uh, say what they're turning out for this year on November 4th and our message to young people is clear you know we know that they're passionate about a bunch of issues like marriage equality climate immigration the role and size of government in our lives but they have to take that passion and turn it into action they have to turn out and vote this year on November 4th so we're asking them to to say publicly what they're turning out for and to make sure they get to the voting booth
1: So, so when you say publicly what they're turning out for how do they go about doing that
2: So right now we're uh, running a big social media campaign where we're asking people to shoot their own um, video. So Lil Jon kicked us off with the official music video. Now we're asking for users to uh, create their own, um, saying what they're turning out for and what they're passionate about and uh, encourage three friends to do the same and really kind of spark uh, a national movement um, that celebrates kind of voting um, and voting your passions.
1: Well, I know from, from reading the news that millennials don't vote. In fact, I saw a story that uh, estimated that something like 3 to 5% of millennials in Los Angeles, where I am, actually got out and voted in the last uh, election. Why is that?
2: Well, we know that in midterm elections, voting is down uh, across the board. So Iraq the Vote, what we're trying to do is just encourage millennials um, to continue to get out uh, and make their voices heard. Um, We know that, you know, presidential years get much more attention, but the issues and the candidates that young people are passionate about are still um, being voted on this year, and so we're encouraging them to get out and, again, make their voice heard.
1: Well, is is, uh, student debt someplace on any ballot anywhere? Or are, are there any candidates that are talking about trying to fix the student debt problem and the way students get ripped off by banks?
2: Yeah, student debt is a huge issue this year, um, you know, with the statistic that, you know, America is saddled with over a trillion dollars in student debt. And so I know that um, there are some progressive champions in the Senate who are uh, going around the country and making uh, and elevating the issue of student debt. I don't think it's on the on the ballot uh, specifically, but obviously uh, it is an important issue to young people um, and is kind of part of the national conversation this year.
1: Well, we are just about out of time, but I got an email while you were talking, and this is from Sandy in Los Angeles, and Sandy wants to know how long can her video be?
2: It depends on the medium. We've seen videos go as long as 90 seconds on YouTube. So you're welcome to do that. We'd love if people shot their own videos. If you're trying to do Instagram, keep it under 15 seconds. But if you post it online under the hashtag #TurnOutForWhat, for what rock the vote, will find it, we'll retweet it um, and make sure that it, it gets as far and wide as possible.
1: Wow, that, that could be a lot of fun. I bet you're going to have a lot of young actors in uh, Los Angeles who decide they're going to become very voter-interested uh, and uh, deluge you with videos if they know they're going to get tweeted out and, and uh, spiraled around the country. So, And I hope that that's a good thing, too. Uh, we, we would are love out that. Of, we are out of time, so real quick, once again, tell people how they can find the Rock the Vote campaigns.
2: Go to turnoutforwhat.com, and all the information you need on how to get involved and share this on social media is there. Make a video of yourself, tag it, um, and challenge your friends to do the same. Really want to spread a pro-voting message this year. So get out and vote, and turnout for what?
1: Okay, Dominic, thank you so much for, uh, for calling up, and I want all of our listeners to register and vote, because remember, in a democracy, you get the kind of government you deserve. If you don't vote, it's your fault. We've got to take a break now, and when we come back, Aubrey Logan is going to be with us. You're
3: listening to Music Friday Live. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan,
1: I'm host of Music Friday Live and uh, we're back and I want to welcome our uh, radio affiliates that be on radio KSKQ FM in Ashland Oregon. They're up for special treatment today and also our radio affiliates in other places around the country. All of you can join us by email at music Friday live at gmail dot com music live at gmail dot com you can also call us four two four six seven five sixty eight oh six if you want to talk to who's to our guest that's four two four six seven five sixty eight oh six and actually a direct number a direct number uh into our studio today because we are we're actually going through some very interesting uh, technical changes here is to call us at 347 215 7511 that's a direct number pretty soon we're actually going to have a toll free number but right now 347 215 i'm going to have to get that to memorize my my uh, producers over there making Obscene. <laughs> Interesting science, symbols that be. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, when I first saw our next guest, she was one of many acts performing at the Wits End Club's memorial celebration for the death of its founder. And there were some very talented people there, but she really stood out. Not only because she was a jazz singer in a sea of blues and rock, and not only because she came on stage with a slide trombone which is an underrated instrument in my mind and not only because she did impossible things with her voice that were truly amazing but because she is a consummate entertainer no wonder Aubrey Lo- uh, Aud- Audrey Logan sorry I'm reading here, uh, is uh, an award-winning artist whose vocals range from deep and electric to delicate and vulnerable. She can and she does combine jazz vocals with R&B, neo-soul, pop, and even a little rock. She won the 209 Audience Choice and Jury's First Place Awards at the Montreux Jazz Festival in Switzerland, and she makes butter, but more about that later. Aubrey Logan, Welcome Hi there. to Music Friday, and uh, my apologies for stumbling on your name there. We had a little typo. No on worries. The, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Aubrey, we've, we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about the Seattle Sounders versus the LA Galaxy about making Uh-oh. butter and why the slide trombone yeah. is getting more popular, and also we're going to talk about your upcoming show. But first of all, let's talk about your music. Now, yeah. Now, I... I understand that as we speak, you are working on a new song collection. Can you tell us a little bit about it?
4: As we speak, here's what you can expect. Um, You can expect it to be very, very YouTube-heavy. So um, if you go to YouTube.com slash Music and hit subscribe, you'll be one of the first people to know when this new record slash video series, rumors, 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 are going to be coming out and what I can tell you is that it's going to be a really fun mix of old and new. I'm a big fan of music throughout the decades, many of those decades, most of those decades I wasn't alive for. And uh, of course, since I was alive for the past couple of decades, um, <laughs> I like to mix in there what I grew up on. So uh, that that's what you can expect. <laughs>
1: uh, and uh, I understand you're working with a, a pretty hot producer on this.
4: You know, um, yeah, I'm working with some very, very cool people. I've been fortunate enough to work with um, a guy right now. We're kind of experimenting with this wonderful guy named Ron Walters. He works for Barry Manilow as a musical director right now. And then I'm working with some people who are my age, uh, my generation, my people that I went to Berkeley College of Music with um, in the band and also having some production roles as well. And, uh, yeah, it's really exciting for me.
1: Uh, do you have a title yet or a working title?
4: No working title yet. It's so new right now that we are even still taking people's um, opinions and requests into account. So be my friend on Facebook and on Twitter and on social media, um, so that uh, we can be in dialogue about everything.
1: Ooh, wow! That that's really uh, fun. Uh, We can actually uh, help influence the uh, the title of the album. Wow! So um, well. I want to give our listeners a little bit of a preview. I understand that the song I'm going to play may or may not be on the EP, but it's a song I just love to listen to, partially because it's so much fun and partially because I have a hard time really understanding how it is you do this. So this
5: is a (laughs) camp. Way to get up out of bed Instead of getting on the internet And checking out and oh, hit me get up Thrift shop, start, Walking, little bit of humble Little bit of cautious Somewhere between Like a walkie and Coffee. Sweater being, Nope, nope, don't can't up. up Bad moonwalking And this here is our party My posse's been on Broadway And we did it our way roll music I shed my skin And put my bones Through everything I record to it And yet I'm on Let the stage like go and shine. Got my Bob Barker suitcase and go and my style money. Stay on my craft and stick around for the sound. But I'll do that to pass the torch and put on for my town. Trust me, all my I and D E P E N D E N T. Hustler chasing dreams since I was 14. With the four track busting halfway across the city. With the backpack, fat cat crushing Label round. No, they can't tell me nothing. We give that to the people. Spread it across the country. Labels round here. No, they can't tell me nothing. We give that to the people. Spread it across the country. Here we go back. This is the moment. Tonight is the night we'll fight Turn
1: it over. That song is so much fun, but but I, I have a basic question. This. How the sure. heck do you do that?
4: <laughs> right. Okay, well, you know, that song is written and performed and made famous by Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. That, that's right. um biggest rap star probably of 2013, biggest breakout star. And, um, you know, I listened to him rap it, and I, I just sang what he was rapping. And so in order to do that, um, you know, I used technology. I, I sat with my, my microphone and my recording device and recorded myself doing little bitty. I, I would listen to him for, for like four measures. And then push pause on him, and then copy him in my recording device so that I could record myself doing it, listening and sing, you know, improvise the, because he didn't sing it, he spoke it, so I had to make up the melody. So I just made up the melody, and then by the time I recorded the whole thing, I had basically practiced it a bunch of times, break, breaking it down, so it was much easier to memorize by that point. Um, and I also just kind of used combination of listening to Macklemore rap and listening to the recording that I made of myself singing to memorize it and make it work.
1: Well, it certainly does work. Uh, and while we were uh, while you were talking, we actually got an, a, an email in from one of our listeners with a question about the song. Actually, we got right. two. Uh, the, the first cool. one is, is from Mustafa in St. Paul, who wants to know if you put as as, as many photos up on Instagram as Macklemore, Uh Probably not. <laughs> right. <laughs> But the, the other one uh, its from Penny in Hollywood. And Penny wants to, to know, do you read that while you're singing or do you have it totally memorized? And if it's totally memorized, she wants to know, do you have to re-memorize it before you go on stage each time?
4: I definitely don't uh, read it on stage. It's so fast and so kind of furious that I have to memorize it. And, no, I don't re-memorize it anymore because it's kind of like doing something like riding a bike, you know, once you get it once you you better well have it ingrained in your muscles to be able to regurgitate it again. So no I I don't memorize it anymore and I and I don't um read it.
1: Interesting. I never thought of uh, of of throat muscle memory, but I guess that's what you have. Huh? Or
4: mouth and lips and teeth muscle memory. Yeah. <laughs> um but we're going to you know if she's in Hollywood she can come see me do it on Wednesday because cuz she'll be close to the wit's end so
1: Oh, yeah. Well, as long as you mentioned it, I was going to get to that, but as long as you mentioned it, you have a show coming up next Wednesday, and this is for everybody in our Los Angeles audience, including uh, Sandy in L.A., who uh, emailed in a little earlier. Uh, You're going to be at the Wits Inn. The Wits Inn is in Venice, California, down by the beach, and it's on Lincoln Boulevard. It is a listening room, which means it has a great sound environment, and you're going to be there Wednesday what time?
5: Eight o'clock
4: sharp. I start.
1: Eight Come o'clock sharp. Okay, don't miss yeah. her. I've seen her once live. She is, like I say, a consummate entertainer. Now, speaking yeah. of well, consummate—that's what you do, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of consummate entertaining, there's a, a song that I think is consummately entertaining, and I love it. This is gossip. Can't say- Gossip, and I know that's an original song, one that you you, you co-wrote, um, yes. and anybody who wants to get a copy of that, and you're in Los Angeles or Southern California, be at the Wits End next Wednesday, because you're going to have EPs available with that song on it, aren't you?
4: I am, I am. This, we're in the very beginning stages of selling this EP, and um, we're excited to announce that we're going to put it online, on our online store soon, and then on iTunes very soon, and if you want to be aware of when that happens, just... Sign up for the mailing list at aubreylogan.com so that you can be the first to know. But if you're in LA, you can get it even sooner. So come on Wednesday.
1: Okay, that's uh, Wednesday at the Wits End, and of course, um, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh, If (laughs) if you anybody who goes to the Wits End buys a copy of the EP, I'm sure she'll autograph it for you.
4: I am sure. That would be just my delight and pleasure.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, we have about a dozen emails here from people who wants to know, did you write that yeah. because you've been the target of unfavorable gossip? So did you?
4: You know, um, I think we've all been the target of unfavorable gossip. I'm sure I've been the target of unfavorable gossip, although I'm kind of oblivious um, to a lot of... I'm. I, I guess ignorance is bliss. I hope I'm oblivious to a lot of it about me because I honestly don't really want to know. But what, but I wrote it because someone said, because someone was gossiping to me and it started, and I didn't realize why I was feeling uncomfortable. I was having this conversation with someone. They were talking about somebody in this very like nice, but not nice way. I think everybody probably knows what that means. And I thought to my, and this was, you know, somebody who I, I, I guess was my friend and I thought to myself, man, if you're talking like this about someone, then I really don't want to know what you say about me when I'm not around. And then I thought, if you're going to be saying stuff behind her back, what are you going to be saying about me? And then I thought I'd write a song about it.
1: Well, I love the line in there. You've got a keen sense of rumor, a bad sense of humor. Uh, I can think of a few (laughs) people whose tombstone should have that on it. That's great. Did did you write that?
4: That was the one line that was geniusly written by somebody who co-produced this named Noah Shy. We were sitting around, and I was writing, you've got a keen sense of rumor. And I was like, you've got a keen sense of rumor. And then he goes, a bad sense of humor. So <laughs> that was the conversation we had in the writing room, and 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 we really enjoyed that line.
1: Well, well, there you have it, everybody. You now know how songs get written.
4: <laughs>
1: they sit in the writing room and have fun. Um that's well it. let me ask you though uh seriously uh there's an old saying about entertainers that any news is good news as long as they spell your name right is that no longer true
4: <laughs> Um you know I don't know if that's no longer true I I um I suppose it's true I suppose it's quite true. I'm a bit of a softie and um and so I, I cry at the drop of a hat. So the minute I probably see bad gossip about myself for the first time I'll probably cry for a few days and then and then I'll 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 get over it. So um <laughs> be nice to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Um you're that when you when you meet her at the wits end and you're all gonna go to the wits end. uh be nice to her and like I say <laughs> If if you're nice to her, she'll not only sign your EP, but she'll draw a little heart on it for you. Okay.
4: Automatically.
1: Automatically. All right. Uh, <laughs> now you um, you're from um, uh, you're a Seattle girl, but uh, yep. you're now living in Los Angeles. However, uh, one of the songs you record is actually about a third city. So let's uh, let's uh, listen to a little bit of. Short. Is a, I just love that uh, th- that song. It has kind of a um, a symphony hall, plaintive ballad feeling to it. Now, now why did you choose <laughs> a song about New York, and why did you choose to do it that way?
4: You know, um, I, when I lived in Boston for college, I would go, that was the busy place for me, because I lived there, and I did school, and I worked. And occasionally, I would take myself to New York on a bus and walk around and be a fly on the wall. And so, um, that's my maybe where the plaintiff thing came. Or it, it, it because, you know, in all honesty, I tried recording that song um right after I got major surgery last year and I was feeling kind of tired, so I sang it really smooth and then it stuck. So there's two really uh, really honest reasons for why I did that. But um <laughs> the i it, that's a cover by Alicia Keys and Jay Z mixed with Billy Joel mixed with Frank Sinatra and so um, I like to mix people together that I like a lot and from different decades and so um, that's why I did that that way.
1: That's a a great mashup. Now I understand that at one point you worked with with the great Baby Fingers Russian uh, Grammy winner, director of the Grammys, musical director of the Grammys, numerous songs on television and movies, one of the best jazz pianists in the country. Yeah. With for, was that intimidating sure. or was it exhilarating or both? No,
4: it, you know, it was at first cause I, cause I was a little bit starstruck to work with the Russian, but she is just too much of a sweetheart to, to have any sort of intimidating factor when you get in the flow. Um, we, we did a project together that just like really, really kind of set the tone for me for the standards by which I would like to, I would like my music to be. And, um, but, but she advocated for me, and she, she went to bat for me, and she made me feel like I could uh, take the stuff that was in my head and really allow it to come out. So, you know, it was completely positive for me, completely. And, um, you know, she in yeah. order to be as successful as she is, she had to have had that emotion and that realness um, that she just brought to the table when we worked together.
1: Well, it obviously worked very well. We're talking with uh, Aubrey Logan and you can talk with her at three four seven two one five seventy five eleven. or if you're sitting at work and you've got your headphones on and you're listening to us instead of uh, paying attention to that PowerPoint that's on your screen, you can email us at live at gmail dot com, Live at gmail dot com. A lot of you are. Oh well, um I was going to bring this up later, but we've got so many emails on it. I got to bring it up now. Uh Great. you're going to be you're going to be singing the national anthem at the 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 um Galaxy uh, game now. Uh, everybody from email is, is emailing me about the Galaxy game. So, but it's more. But Uh-oh. there's two teams there. <laughs>
4: I think it's the Sounders game. I'll put it out there right now. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay.
1: Well, I think you just answered the question of which Uh-oh. team do you want to win <laughs> that game. <laughs>
4: Well, you know, I was born and raised, I'm calling you from Seattle right now because um, my my parents live here, my whole family still lives here, and I I was born and raised here. And you know, I've got to, uh, I've got to say, I've lived in LA three years, almost three years, but I'm still a Seattle girl to the core. So you know what, Galaxy, do your best, but Sounders, you're going to have to be them for me.
1: All right, for all of the emails that we got in, and that would be from Michelle, Shima, Calo, Mac, Rhonda, Jose, and Randy. You got your answer, but go see her anyway Wednesday at the Wits End. Don't hold it against her because all of you are from L.A., so I know you can, you can see <laughs> Dennis on Wednesday. And, you know, you could talk to her a little bit. And, if you know, if, if, if the Sounders lose, you can commiserate with her.
6: There you go. I will there let you, you gloat, gloat, gloat.
1: <laughs> I said commiserate. You said gloat. Uh, okay. <laughs> and if, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that game is going to be um, Saturday at 11 a.m. Uh, in Pacific. Yeah, is that t- right?
4: tomorrow morning at 11:30 a.m. and it should be broadcast. The national anthem should be broadcast on NBC. So tune in and and uh, watch that part and then Midwest the team win.
1: Okay. All right. Now you also sang the national anthem at a Seahawks game. Was that scary? Yeah, a couple
4: Seahawks games.
1: Were you afraid that you might not hit the high notes in front of a big crowd and on television?
4: You know, there's nothing scarier to me than singing in front of 12 people at a little baby venue. It's the most scary thing I've ever done. And I still do it all the time, and I like it, but, man, it gets my blood pumping. But when you're down on the field and there's just, you know, tens of thousands of people that you can't see their faces and... And you're in your own little world in a little bit of a way, and you feel like you're part of a collective group, it's not very scary and it's not very intimidating. So, you know, um, I'll be much more scared at the wits' end on Wednesday, but. Uh,
1: but there's going to be a lot we'll be more fine. than 12 people. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <Probably>
4: <laughs>
7: in fact, so, I recommend
1: yeah. people get there early. Um, we've <laughs> only got about three minutes left, so we're going to have to skip the conversation on how you make butter and move right okay. to the. Right to the slide trombone, uh, which you play among other horns. Now, how did you get into the slide?
4: You know, when I was 12 years old, um, I had stopped doing a bunch of musical theater as a child and and went back to regular middle school um, all day long, and all my friends were in music because I was in, like, this honors program, and for some reason, music kids like to be in, in, in nerd classes. And I really wanted to be at the same lunch hour as my friends, And the reason I wasn't was because they were in band, and that made them have a different lunch than me. So I was a crying preteen, and I had to join band to be with my friends. So I picked the trombone because it played pop music and jazz music and classical music, and I didn't want the French horn because it just, I didn't see it in the jazz band. I now know it can do whatever it wants, but, you know, I needed to play something that was in the jazz band, and my dad played trumpet, plays trumpet, so there was no way I was going to do that. And uh I just I liked James Brown and I, I liked the the sound of the horn and, and the James Brown stuff that I would hear and Chica- the band Chicago, I liked those sounds and I wanted to play that instrument.
1: Well, it it certainly works. I I was uh, I was I happened to have been talking to another slide trombone player last night, uh uh yeah. Tristan Garcia, who actually plays the bass with uh Salvador Santana. Uh but he also oh, learned well um the tr- the uh, the trombone uh and yeah. we agreed that it seems to be making some something of a comeback uh partially thanks to trombone shorty now yeah do you, do you intend to accelerate that comeback are we going to see more trombone in your videos and your performances
4: you know there's no way i can stop playing the trombone so it's going to show up and so um I'm not making a massive effort to to do anything with it other than just use it because it's part of who I am. So I guess maybe that counts as helping it continue making a comeback.
1: (laughs) Well, I certainly think so because it's a lot of fun. You know, when you walk on the stage, and I've seen you do this, you walk on the stage and you've got the trombone and you stand it there next to you, everybody in the audience, and I guess you know this, everybody in the audience thinks, what's she going to do with that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then we find out. And um want to circle back to your YouTube channel because you've yeah. got some really fun videos of you playing the trombone on there. Thank you. And uh, so, yeah. so let's make, make sure everybody knows that they should subscribe to your YouTube channel uh, and just look her up on, on YouTube, uh, and you can see her playing the trombone. But not just stand there playing the trombone. You do some pretty interesting visual stuff with, with the trombone. Uh, it, oh, thank I you. I think you are accelerating it.
4: I appreciate that. I want it to be a normal instrument. I don't know if that will ever happen. In society, no, but
1: maybe no. we'll get a little closer. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah,
4: youtube.com slash right.
1: uh, Aubrey Well, you know, we don't see too many women with the slide trombone. Actually, I know one other one uh, plays with Roy Parton in his 18 um, uh, piece swing band, but that's Fantastic. the only But that means that I only have seen two of you. Well, we must be having a lot of fun because we are out of time. So, Aubrey, I want to thank you so much for spending the morning with us today. This has been a lot of fun.
4: Thanks, Patrick. I had a
1: blast. The best way to get Aubrey's music is to go to her webpage. That's aubreylogan.com. Sign up for her mailing list, and she will let you know when the new EP is ready when and where you can get her other songs. And don't forget, if you're in Southern California, she's got a show this coming Wednesday at the Wits End in Venice, California. And you can also get the EP there, and she will sign it for you and write little hearts and things on it if you uh, don't gloat too much about who wins the uh, the game Saturday. Uh, But in any case, that's AubreyLogan.com, and don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, that's it. We're going to have to take a, a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to uh, uh, Alex Nestor, so don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday Live.
0: Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net.
1: We're back. This is Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm your host here at Music Friday Live, and as I mentioned earlier, last night I was at a concert, uh, that uh, Alex uh, Alex Nester concert at the basement in Santa Monica. She's off on tour. She blew the roof off the place, even though she was in the basement. I mean, she's something else. Uh, I wanted to get her on the air, but unfortunately, that was not possible. Uh, We are we are going to be able to get her on the air next month when she gets uh, back from the tour, and also she may even have a, a new EP out. But through the magic of tape delay, magic of tape delay, we are going to be able to hear the interview we did with her last month. So here is Alex Nestor. Now, um, a very important word from our sponsor, Solar City. Solar power is huge win-win for homeowners, but a lot of people are reluctant to take the plunge into solar because of the upfront costs. With Solar City, you can go solar for zero upfront cost on approved credit. That's right. Solar City will come out, they'll install a solar system on your house for free. You only pay for the power you use just like you do from the utility company. Except you pay for a lot less of it because the sun's making making at least half of it in my case, so Solar City pays for the system. It insures the system. It maintains the system. All you have to do is enjoy the savings. So if you've been ready for solar, but solar hasn't been ready for you, it is now at Solar City America's number one clean energy provider. How do you find out? Well, I'll give you a phone number. You knew I was going to give you a phone number, so you have that pencil and paper ready. Nine oh nine. 618 6937, 909 618 6937. And when you call that number, chances are you're going to talk to Tina because she's my agent there at uh, Solar City. And if you tell her, if you tell Tina that I said to call, she'll give you a discount on your order. So that's 909 618 6937. Well, you've probably heard the saying if it doesn't kill you, it will make you stronger. That's not always the case, but it certainly was the case for our next guest. Gifted with a golden voice and stunning beauty, at the age of 16, Alec Nestor was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, a serious and often deadly form of cancer. She underwent months of painful chemotherapy, and fortunately the treatment was successful. She's been in remission for a decade. Along the way, she's released 12 albums, She's sung and she's played with superstars like Carlos Santana and Earth, Wind & Fire and Chicago and Dave Mason. She currently gigs and records with her own band and with Salvador Santana's band. And she produces a biannual benefit for cancer research. Her latest album, Hashtag Burn It Down, lets her voice sail and soar with gritty R&B, heart-wrenching soul and soft from-the-heart ballads. And even at 13 songs, this monster album makes you wish there was more. Well, we don't have more, but we do have the real thing. Alex Nestor joins us. Alex, welcome to Music Friday Live.
6: Hi. It's so great to be here. Thank you for having me on.
1: Well, Alex, thank you for taking the time. I know you're a very busy woman, and there's so many questions I'd like to ask you, but we really should start with hashtag burn it down. Um, As I said, this is a big album. It's got uh, 13 songs in it. And uh, they're, they range from a variety of, of different places. Some of them are bluesy, some of them are high energy, some of them are rock, some are soft. But at the center is the title song, and I want to play the title song here.
0: Still on my heart Trying to cross it somehow But I say it, Right here and right now I've seen through and around I'd no longer like to come around So I'm gonna burn it down Burn it down burn it down burn it down it down, it down
7: Burn it down I'm gonna burn it down
1: You know, it's a good thing I've got a, a long extension on my my earphones here because I'm standing up and sort of dancing around the studio. Uh, <laughs> you have that effect on people. Uh, now, now, what's the?
7: That's a good thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, it's a very good thing, uh, as as Wavy Gravy uh, says. You um, you don't stop dancing because you get old. You get old because you stop dancing. And I intend to live forever. Uh, what's the concept behind this album, and, and what does the title refer to?
6: Well, Burn It Down was definitely a passion project of mine. Um, You know, through my own personal trials, navigating the music business, navigating life, you know, I just felt like I really had to step up and say something. And that's what the whole album is. The whole album was just me very, very passionately needing to get some stuff off my chest. (laughs) So Burn It Down... (laughs) Uh, I know. (laughs) So burn it down in particular um, refers to, um, you know, they always say in life, don't burn bridges, you know, don't burn your bridges. Um, But there are some bridges that I have learned that I never will ever want to cross. And so I'm going to burn it down. (laughs) And then it went on to kind of take on another meaning at the same time, which is, you know, if you see an obstacle in your way, whatever you're going for, whatever direction you're headed, you see an obstacle in your way, um, and you can't go over it, you can't go around it, you can't go under it, then just burn it down and rise above
1: it.
7: So well, that's coming.
1: Uh, that, 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 uh, Title seems to, rather, the the music in that seems to make that very clear. Now, now tell us <laughs> about the, the Burn It Down benefit concerts and also the Burn It Down organization.
6: The benefit concerts actually started um when I was coming up on my tenth anniversary of being cancer free, being declared cancer free, and I wanted to have a party because it seems like a great opportunity to have a party. You know, any excuse to party. Um, but then I thought, you know what, let's make this a benefit concert. Let's make it more than just a party. Let's make it more than just about me. Let's give back. I can't find any better way to celebrate my survival and by, than by, um, you know, giving back and helping other people who are in the same spot I was, you know, ten, eleven, twelve 11, 12 years ago. So – Again, with any obstacle, whether it be cancer, whether it be an illness, whether it be anything, you know you burn it down and you rise above it it's it's empowering it's it's um encouraging, and we just felt like that translated really well into um you know fighting cancer, which it really it really does I know I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> We're
1: We're talking with uh, Alex Nestor, and you can talk with her, too. You can call in 347-215-7511. You can email, and we're getting some more emails in here. I've got uh, some interesting questions for you here by email. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. We're also seeing people come in on the uh, the chat room. Hi there. Uh, If you've got a comment, just let us know, or if you have a question, we'll forward it on. Um, I want to switch gears uh, a little bit here uh, to a song that I know you released on Valentine's Day of this year, which is a little different than Burn It Down. This is Show A Little Love. Now, since you have a a wonderful husband um, who's been with you, I think, since your (laughs) cancer treatment, I I probably know who that song is for. But in the bigger picture, it's a very positive message for everyone. And and I've been listening to every song of yours I could find, not just the two on your website, but but some other ones. Uh, um, And in general, it seems like you either strategically or organically just put positive energy out into the universe uh there's some exceptions, like the song moving on, but do you see yourself that way as a musical force that shifts people to the sunny side of life
6: i do i've always I've always felt that was something I needed to do I've always felt compelled to do that and and even with the song moving on, even though it's very angry and very gritty it you know it's it's about self empowerment you know and and music for me has just been such a positive and just helps me through you know bad times help me through life that you know i want to give that back you know music you when you're listening to a song it helps you step out of your own life for that you know three four minutes you know and depending on what you're going through that could be the reprieve you need to keep going and um yeah music is a powerful powerful motivator and why not motivate for for good
1: and of course, if you're listening to The Grateful Dead, that can be 25 minutes. Um, if, uh, That's true. We have, <laughs> we have a lot of emails here from people who want to know how music can be part of um, cancer therapy. Was it part of your cancer therapy?
6: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I remember there was um, a concert I was scheduled to do at my high school, and even like laying in the hospital bed when I was at my worst. I kept telling everybody, do not cancel this concert. This is what I have to look forward to. This is going to help me get out of this. And um, even more so, I remember going through, like, the worst parts of of the treatment and and of recovery. And when I was just physically and emotionally at my worst, I would put on, let's see, which was, I would put on as. Stevie Wonder, and I put on Golden Lady also by Stevie Wonder, like just loop them over and over again. And I tell you, listening to those songs, like I said just a minute ago, I was able to step away from my life, step away from my pain and step out of, you know, all the, the hardships I was going through at the time. And I could just breathe in that song, in that song, in that four, seven minutes. I was completely healed. I felt good. I was alive. I was excited, and just music just it it makes you want to keep going. <laughs> and it
7: definitely
6: it definitely empowered me to you know realize you know I can get through this. I because when you're listening to a song, you can do anything.
1: Um, music well,
6: makes you do anything. Obviously,
1: obviously uh, you did. Uh, we have some other emails here. Uh, Marjorie in St. Louis uh, wants to know about your voice training. She's, you've had voice training, haven't you?
6: Um, I had a teacher a bunch of years ago. Um, I, I first started singing professionally, doing, like, little kids albums and, and jingles and stuff when I was nine years old. And that was without any formal training. Um was taking piano and different things and that, and then I took voice training from uh a woman mandy Pinto, incredible vocalist incredible vocalist and um I took lessons for her from a for about eight months um, but this was after years and years and years of being in the studio, so a lot of my training was not traditional in the sense that like I went to a teacher. A lot of my training was like hands-on. You're in the studio. You have to make something happen. You got to figure out how to make it happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're paying for all this. Speaking of uh, exactly. of that, you said you were talking about high school, but I understand that uh, you actually sang your first song on stage in the third grade, and you recorded your first song in the fourth grade. H- how did yep. you manage to get into a uh, recording studio in the fourth grade? <laughs>
6: That was, I tell you, that was just the face were colliding on that one. Um, Yeah, I got the lead in my school play in third grade, and I had a solo, and I was scared to death. But after I sang that solo, it was over. That's all I ever wanted to do for the rest of time was sing in front of people. Um, And then the next year, I went to a very, very small school. And the next year, uh, the sixth grade teacher at my school, um, again, I was in fourth grade, was good friends with this guy, Robbie Robinson. He's uh, Frankie Valley's musical director. Um, he has been since then and before and still is now. And uh, Robbie needed kids for a commercial for a product called Yo-Jell, this yogurt jello thing. I don't know. I still <laughs> remember the jingle and everything. I mean, I will never forget it. And um, my sixth-grade teacher was really good friends with Robbie through the church there at the school and recommended me. I went in. It went well. He kept calling me back for stuff, and uh, eventually, uh, Rob and I started working on my first record.
1: Darn. Oh, that's that's quite a story. Um, <laughs> other other than a mature and trained voice, how is the Alex of today different from the Alex of the fourth grade when it comes to singing?
6: Oh, my. Well, the Alex of today, yeah, definitely can sing a little better now. Um, <laughs> at least I should hope. <laughs> um the Alex of today has learned a whole lot about um not only about music and letting myself go as an artist, finding myself as an artist, I always knew what I gravitated towards um, but there's such a huge world out there in music I mean there are so many genres, and within those genres there are so many subgenres, and there's just there's the possibilities are literally endless, and so being able to just start writing and kind of figuring out what I wanted to say and who I wanted to be. And definitely today, I I know who I am. You know, I I don't know if I was quite sure when I was a kid. I knew what I liked, but I didn't know if I knew who I was. And as an artist, I definitely know who I am as an artist now. And um I'll, and also I learned a ton about, you know, the business and that whole other side of things. <laughs>
1: Well, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that because we have questions on that. But uh, I'd like to play uh, another, uh, since we mentioned this song, I'd like to play Moving On. I'm concerned that, that 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 could be the um, the best R and B song of the year. But uh, uh, oh, thank new... you. <laughs> oh,
4: it's
1: just great. Uh, is that a new song?
6: No, actually, I did that a few years ago uh, for my friend Scott Case. Uh, he was working on a film called Documenting Trouble. Um, I think I'm not sure when they're releasing it, but um, he needed some music, and he sent me a bunch of tracks. To kind of get an idea of, of the, you know, the sound he was looking for, and you know, I teamed up with a couple friends of mine, and "Moving On" came out, and uh, definitely a little bit, a little bit different than some of the other stuff I have, but I love that song. It's just so much fun.
1: Well, in that song, you sing uh, that you know how to walk through hell and don't do me any favors. You're you're kind of defined in that song. Well, what were you pushing back against other than the cancer? What, what what did it attack you? Oh,
6: to be honest, there are lots of things in, and this is true in any business. There are lots of things in the music business. There are lots of people in the music business that you know. You kind of, you kind of have to fight your way through them. You know, there are some people who just have the wrong intentions, and have their own plan for what they want you to do. And to be honest, a, lo- a lot of people are just looking out for themselves. So I figure if I can go through something like cancer, you know, I can definitely survive the music business. So,
7: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well, you, know, you, you have survived it. Strong. What is... What has been uh, your your secret? Because you've really navigated the music business pretty well, and you know, other than having prodigious talent, what have what has kept you on track in the music business and been able to fend off all of those people?
6: It's been I won't say it's been easy because it, it definitely has not been an easy thing, but I've you know what I love the music itself so much. I know that probably sounds really cliché, but I love the music itself so much. I I can't fathom doing anything else with my life. I love the music enough to fight through the business part of it. And you know what? It's been a learning experience. I've had to, you know, I've worked with crappy people. I've also worked with great people. You know, I've done gigs that have been Amazing. I've done other gigs where I got screwed over, you know, and you just, you don't know until you're in it. You just, you you live and you learn. You know, if something yeah. doesn't work, okay, you know what, we're not going to go down this road anymore. Let's go over this way, you know, and it's, uh, you just can't get discouraged. You can't get discouraged. Well, you,
1: you seem to be doing it very well. I, I know that uh, one of your models is uh, Stevie Wonder, and. Uh,
6: How'd you know? You-
0: <laughs> oh,
1: we do our research. <laughs> you also told us early in the um, uh, in the interview that while you were laying in bed in the hospital, you were listening to Stevie Wonder. So that just kind of confirmed what we found out in our research. Uh, w- one of yep. the, uh, uh, the elements of your navigating through is that you've played with other people. And, of course, I met you uh, when you were playing with Salvador Santana, who's one of my favorite people, too. And I want to play just a little bit, because we're getting close on time, but I want to play a little bit of your song, uh, Wildfire, uh, with uh, Salvador.
0: I've learned hard in my heart and thick in my skin. Somehow you still find me a way in. But you can't be a fighter. You can't kill a survivor.
1: You talk about survivor in that. And I guess you're a survivor, but a lot of other people are survivors, too. Uh, Who else is a survivor in your life?
6: My mom for putting up with me (laughs) all these years.
1: You couldn't have been that difficult.
6: (laughs) I don't know. You might have to talk to her.
1: We'll have to have her on.
6: Oh, my gosh, no. (laughs) I will die of embarrassment of all the stories she has. Um, Everybody survives something like, um, you know, I've had family members who've gone through different illnesses. I have one who's fighting the same kind of cancer that I I had, who's fighting it right now. And she's fighting like hell, God bless her. And, you know, even though she's still fighting it, she is a survivor. Everybody has, has something in their life, you know, that... And it's not necessarily cancer. It could be, you know, say, say, you know, you lose your job, you lose your house. It's something you got to survive. Yep. You know, there we have hardships in this life. And, you know, if you just, if, it sounds, again, so cliche and silly, but just believe in yourself and just keep going and just do not give up. You can't lose if you don't give up.
1: No. And that's the final word from Alex Nestor, and when we talked with her last August, and of course she's going to be with, with us uh, in November, she's out on tour right now, I saw her last night at uh, the basement in Santa Monica, and let me tell you, she can blow the uh, roof off of, of any place she's at, even if it's in the basement, so so just watch our Twitter feed and stay in touch on our Facebook page, and you'll find out when she's back on again, uh, scheduled to be, actually she's currently scheduled to drop in uh, possibly next week from the road and then uh, we've got her Booked uh, in uh, on 11 uh, you but know, we'll see what happens between now and then. However, um, as you know, you've been listening to Music Friday with Patrick O'Heppernan from Cyber Station USA, Blog Talk Radio, and our radio affiliates. If you like our Facebook page and you follow our Twitter feed, you'll get real-time updates on our guests. And you can also um, tell us who you'd like to have on the show. Occasionally, we're able to uh, track down people that way. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartleben. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. Download this and other Music Friday programs at CyberStationUSA.com, or if you want to download immediately, the best place to go is BlogTalkRadio.com. That's BlogTalkRadio.com slash Music Friday, and uh, it'll pop up there. You can download this and any of our many shows. We're also on iTunes. You can find us on iTunes on under Music Friday, So, like I say, be here next Friday. Next Friday, of course, is Halloween, and Salme joins us from New York City with her spooky new EDM album. Ooh, it's going to be something else. And check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page for details on next week's guests, and we'll keep you up to date. Meanwhile, have a great musical weekend. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, and this is Music Friday.